Talking Toro 72. Rob, it seems that if you title a podcast Boring, Boring Toro, you get the uh, fewest number of listeners you've ever had in 71 <laughs> episodes. Um, so let that be a lesson to us. Uh, we're going to call this one. We're going on a European tour, Rob. <laughs> it's back on. People like the positive vibes. We beat Lecce. We always beat Lecce. Juric always beats Lecce. And, uh, and, and Zapata always scores against Lecce. Yeah, a lot always happens against Lecce. So, uh, yeah, take it away. Friday night, 2-0. Well, yeah, d- double 2-0 success for me with um, Taro and Southampton. But, uh, yeah, they say football fans are fickle and this podcast, I think, is about to prove that point. Um, yeah, back sort of needed a win, got a win. Uh, I thought Lecce were poor. Um, I mean, obviously the the scoreline and the the newspapers and Gazetta it will say Torino two Lecce nil, but Torino nowadays is is potentially just Raul Balanova and Ivan Zapata. Um, the way they're they're linking up together is is sort of been uh, quite impressive in recent weeks, and obviously they uh, combined in Cagliari, combined uh, in uh, Reggio Emilia, and and obviously. Not didn't provide goals for each other this time, but both getting on the score sheet, and it's just, yeah, at some point that is gonna them being the the, the only source of creativity and goals might uh, dry up at, at, at some stage. But until then, let it continue. I think that if you were going to run a uh, player of the season poll now, uh, it would be one of those two players who who would be winning it. All right. Well. Merging Voyevoza says hi. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this Serie A table, I'm looking at it now, I think under Monza, uh, under Genoa rather, on 30 points, you could, you could cut the rest of it off. Uh, you could cut the head off it. A- anyone below Genoa is complete dross as far as I'm concerned. Um, Lecce are the best of that uh, group based on points. Um, they were bad. I mean, diverse. I mean, pretty naive. Has he not watched... Uh, Super people in Zaghi's park in the bus from two weeks earlier. I mean, they came. They were far more open than Salernitana. Um, Toro were dreadful in the first half. Let's not forget that. Barely a shot on goal. Um, the commentator uh, was doing a quite a good job of keeping himself awake, I thought. But uh, no, I mean, I look back at, at what I was tweeting and thinking at halftime. It was not positive. I felt at halftime Juric needed to do something a little bit different, whether to actually put a left-footed player at left wing back. Um, Pellegrini Zapata was not working up top. Uh, Richie and Illich were not getting hold of the game, being very careless in possession. Um, he didn't change a massive amount tactically, but uh, we got, I mean, Bellanova's chance was barely half a chance, was it? But it's amazing it's a cliche, but it's amazing what difference goal does, especially to this Toro. Um, I, although Lecce went very good, you just you did have visions of it of it dragging on, and uh, it may have been the game that ended our season. But in the end, quite the opposite. And yeah, I thought it's just really nice to see. I think it's been a long time since we've seen a Toro player score at home and celebrate under the corner where it looked like. Uh, yeah, I can't think of well maybe Radonjic uh, against Genoa early in the season, so. Yeah, we say making memories at least. Uh, yeah, at least that was something nice to see. Yeah, I think it's um, the thing with the thing that was has been our struggle is like that breaking down the the first goal and we 
once we got that goal, obviously Pongracic getting sent off obviously obviously helped and that eased a bit of the nerves. I think if they stayed uh, 11 v 11 for a little bit longer, I think maybe the nerves would have kicked in because it would have just taken one opportunity for for them to get level. Uh, one thing I did think uh, watching the game, obviously, yeah, Lecce weren't great, but is it fair to say that both of Lecce's left-backs are better than Toro's left-backs? Dorgu we and Gallo? A, we don't have a left-back. <laughs> um, Gallo, I know you like Gallo. You've got a bit of a man crush on him. Uh, this makes I mean, me think quite... it makes me think of a, yeah. a certain someone. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, 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 you're not going to get rid of your Andrea Bellotti <laughs> stickers beside a guy called Gallo from Lecce. Uh, if you can't get in a Lecce team, I mean... Uh, Dorgo, I did see, scored the winner um, at home to Fiorentina. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're better than what we've got. I mean, they're better than what we've got because we don't have a single player who's capable of playing with a left foot on that side. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here with regrets that we didn't sign him in the transfer window, that's for I sure. Think, I think I've realised something as well by doing this podcast, that if I slag somebody off, they will have like a great Toro career or they will like do really well. So Bellanova, I slagged off at the start of Bongiorno last season historically. Um Bellanova uh slagged off uh, so that he couldn't cross properly since then. I think he's got four assists. Um and Alan Messina, I um yeah, was quite vocal in, in my uh sort of disapproval of the signing and he potentially well, not potentially He's actually sort of already made himself quite a key component of of this Toro team. I, I, I tried to find out. Well, well, I say tried to find out. I asked if anybody on Twitter knew, and because I couldn't be bothered to find out myself. But I don't think under Juric we would have ever started a game with no Bongiorno, no Shears, and no Rodriguez. Just given that Rodriguez has very much been a sort of um, sort of mainstay in the in the Juric side, so. I think it. It's. I know it was really very negative last week, but for a team to be missing all three of their starting centre backs um, and still be, what is it? If we call seventh Europe, two points outside the European places with a game in hand, is Eric doing a good job? He's good job. He's good with defenders. Um, I actually think you touched on something. I think probably in that first season where we didn't have Shures. Um, I think, do you mean the last two seasons? I, I think, uh, no, because I think Rodriguez or Bongiorno still would have played. I, I reckon you would have had a games with Gigi Bremer and uh, I can't think who else we would have had in that first season. Yeah, I think if it was very much on that left side, it was Rodriguez or Bongiorno. Um, obviously, Gigi um be the mainstay. I might if I if I if I do find the urge to that tonight, I might I might go back and try and find it. Yeah, uh, try to do your research. Try to do your research before the podcast. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, maybe. Well, tune in next week. Tune in next week. Hemorrhaging listeners here because you can't do your research. <laughs> uh, three. I uh, I think you did touch on a good point. I um I we've kind of worried about our attack recently and now we're going to a series of games presumably against teams that might get over the halfway line against us um how well that back three play um is going to be quite crucial i think to sustaining this 
I still think it's kind of faint hope of Europe, despite the points looking close, at least to the Conference League place. Um, bearing in mind, we've got Roma, uh, Lazio, Roma, Fiorentina, Napoli. Three of those teams are on three fronts, plus are well-placed in the league. Um, so they're not quite as desperate as we are. Uh, I mean, they don't have the one objective that we have. Um, but yeah, I would, I do worry about how that defence will cope um, against better attacks. And I think that's going to be critical. I do wonder if you're just going to kind of make the midfield um, a little bit more robust. It'll be interesting to see if Tameze gets more time in midfield or in defence. And I get the impression there'll be a few hands over eyes moments watching either Sazdorf or Olivato in the middle of that defence. Well, I'm not sure if you... I know you're a very busy man, Peter, so I'm not sure if you may have seen this, but uh, Bongiorno returned to training today, so there's potentially an outside chance that he will be back for... uh, Maybe not Lazio, that might come a bit too soon, but but Roma a week today. Um, And yeah, I think that defence just looks a little bit more secure... Uh, especially, I mean, Gigi has been a mainstay for three seasons, um, and then yeah, you've got um, Bongiorno and Messina has has been a um, a bit of a revelation actually, um, and potentially <laughs> maybe offers the the same quality. Um, obviously, not maybe as as technically uh, gifted as Rodriguez, but he's he's not bad. But then also a bit of height and a bit more pace than Rodriguez. Um, you could almost see him replacing Rodriguez uh, before the end of the season if they were both fit. So, um, yeah, maybe I'd be a lot more optimistic. I mean, we come to the predictions, be a lot more optimistic if, if I knew that Bongiorno was going to be fit for both of those games. Yeah, no, likewise. Uh, it's almost full circle because he got his first injury away at Lazio where we were playing quite well and ended up losing 2-0. So. Um, but yeah, anything more on, on Lecce? Obviously, great goal from, from Bellanova. Uh, some Good performances in there and some some slightly ropey ones. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the ratings and other people's opinions seem to be that Richie Nilic played a lot better than I thought they did. I thought Richie's passing was very careless. Um, the commentator made a remark that Yurich just told him that he does makes too many Hollywood passes and not the safe ones. Or as I always think, the criticism Richie is he always plays it quite safe and Yurich. Quickly, often takes that kind of um, yeah invention and creativity out of players. Uh, Illich it's just has this tendency to do look like he's about to do something really good and then trip over himself or uh, play the wrong pass. Um, I think it's quite we... frustrating. And uh, yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just finish by saying, uh, did, did Pietro Pellegrini was in the starting lineup, but uh, did, apart from being substituted, and I, did you see anything from him? No, uh, I'd be very happy to to sort of never see Pellegrini uh, in a starting lineup again. I think it, as a last a last uh, option, a bit of a physical presence in the last ten fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, I think he he still maybe got a little bit of a role to play, but uh, given how well Akareke uh, played, I think it was very harsh on here if you go drop Sanabria to not uh, not play Akareke, and then again, even in his cameo appearance, he I, I still still think would love to see the. Uh, Conclusive proof that the ball went out of play because I, I still don't think there is a, an um, image to show that. My theory is it looked like they blew. I mean, they're supposed to let the let the game run, uh, but it almost felt like they blew, and then Okereke scored. And yeah, we didn't see conclusive proof. It is one of those you wonder where the officials made a mistake by 
you know, by indicating it had gone over the line, Electro defense kind of froze. Um, yeah, it was a shame. I, 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 I think uh, Okereke's got one of the nicest smiles I've ever seen on a Toro player. Lovely smile. He's like replacing Jan Karamo in, my, in, in, I mean, Karamo had a nice smile as well, but you didn't see it too often. But yeah, I, I, I like Okereke's uh, vibe. Do you think it could be? Can, do you think it could be that he can't believe his luck that a team chasing Europe in in the top division have plucked him from uh, a Serie B team where he'd only scored two goals? Well, it's just, it's nice to see a player who's happy to be there. So yeah, no, I agree with that. Well, agree with it, that. It, and it'll be nice to see him start one of the next two matches. I, you, know, you never know with Juric, but whether it whether it could be more likely to be Lazio than than away at Roma, but. Um, yeah, he 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 looked again. I mean, he, he came on in quite a favourable situation, but and I thought I thought Richie had at least two opportunities to play him in for a shot on goal and and fluffed it. So he could have had he could have had even more of an impact. And um, ju- just yeah, just two quick points for me as well. I think it, I, know, I know you're a bit critical of Illich, but I think he in uh, positions in the final third he does have that quality on his left foot where he can create opportunity. And there's one opportunity in the first half where he sort of fired the ball uh, across goal and there was just nobody there. And then I think in the second half as well, he sort of cut the ball uh, back from a nice position on the left side. So he, if you can get in that position, that's uh, uh, why we've suggested that he could be an option for left wing back at, at some stage because he does have that quality in his left foot, which which is lacking otherwise. Uh, elsewhere, I thought, uh, I just think about Vlasic, um, if you think of the the way that the formation has changed a little bit in terms of the the three five two, it's it's almost suited to like he it, the the formation is almost built for him in a way to be in that advanced position behind the front two, uh, and maybe he's not offering enough. And as a, I suppose the disappointing thing is that we don't really have a a substitute player in that role to maybe give him the the kick at the backside that he might need. But uh, his energy is never going to be in doubt. But yeah, maybe you just thought maybe a few more goals and assists from him um, since the the formation change and and yeah, we're, we're just so heavy reliant on Bellanova and, and Zapata at the moment. Um, yeah, that might be something to watch. Like I say, in, in these games against the against the Roman clubs, whether we actually bring in a Tomeze or a, a Linetti and it's Vlasic who's the player to drop out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not I don't know if Illich could do a job a bit higher up. Dare I say, even Junitis. Just see something a little bit different. Uh, you're right, Vlasic is um, the team's been built around him. He, he's he's never really wanting for trying. I've mentioned I think he, he and Sadabri have had the tendency to um, tread on each other's toes a little bit tactically, um, and that sh- wasn't going to be an excuse on on Friday because Sadabri was uh, relegated to the bench. But yeah, I mean, you just Vlasic is going to have to a consistent form we've not seen in the next few months, I think, of Toro to challenge for Europe because he is the one of the few players who's capable of scoring a goal out of nothing. Um last comment on, on Lecce, Vanya Capitano. Yeah, yeah. You here for that? Is that here to stay? Um no, I feel like a Bongiorno coming back um will 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 make the, the Vanya captain experiment. I feel so bad for Kofi Gigi. Surely by t- player in terms of longevity just trying to think in terms of actually being a starter, has Gigi Gigi's been in longer than the Vanya? But it's quite rare. Toro ha- do have four or five players in the current squad who've made over hundred. So um, Logan Bravado has made a hundred appearances. 
Yeah, oh, fair play to him. Set up the second goal uh, from a corner. Um, but yeah, Voivoda, Linetti, Milinkovic, Savic, Gigi. Did someone else get to 100? I saw over um, during the Lecce game. Someone else got to 100. Was it Vanya? That wouldn't have been. Uh, no, Vanya was already on 100. It might, unless it was Linetti. Yeah, um, it, was, it was Linetti. Yeah. I don't know how many Bongiorno's made. I don't know if he's quite at... I don't think he's at 100 yet. Um, um, but yeah, yeah there's, it, a, there's a block it, of players who've been there a while now. Yeah, did you, did you say Sanabria as well? It's... Um, oh, was, it, was it Sanabria who was 100? Or yeah, Sanab- Sanab- Sanabria um, reached his 100 in, in early Feb. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, that probably said a lot of things. It's, Really, and not all of them positive. Some are positive, obviously. But it's, I think it's good to have some players who've who've been here a while and, and maybe attached themselves a little bit more to the shit. And I think it's actually nice that Toru celebrate it a little bit more. I think that's probably. I think some of the players in in previous seasons were were reaching these milestones, but we we weren't sort of unless you were keeping track of them, you weren't weren't sort of notified. But now that the social media account seems to have um, started counting appearances and, and they present them with a shirt once they reach a hundred games and. Uh, I think we're a bit more, bit more sort of aware of it. Yeah, Bonjour's got four more appearances, and he's on a hundred. So there I'm you have it. All right, I'm Rob. Uh, we will. We're going to preview Lazio and Roma. Um, I, I was saying, um, had a pretty busy day. So, uh, both you know, both my research probably as bad as yours today. But uh, I, I hadn't factored in the Roma game. But all right, let's do. Uh, We'll do the Toropedia that I almost forgot I had to do. So. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's not, not just but, my full research for a change. Yeah. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. I feel like you got to take this out on me now. Got to take it out big style. Okay. 1975-76, Kramer. Eight appearances, no goals. 1976-78, Torino. No appearances. Torino loaned him to Regina for three seasons. 84 appearances, three goals. Back to Torino for almost all of the 1980s, 1981 to 1989. 186 appearances, three goals. 1989 to 1993, Friday's last Friday's opponents, Lecce, 102 appearances, no goals. And from there, he retired. Um give you a little bonus clue if you need it but perhaps you don't need it i think i'll always need a bonus clue thanks peter okay well so there were four different clubs there two of them um he's either been assistant coach or coach of since retiring any ideas he hasn't didn't play for many clubs and give you do i feel like giving you another clue do you deserve it look at his face I don't really think I should be indul- indulging your ignorance, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he um, his spell his spell at Taro was what eighty nine to eighty one to eighty nine. Yeah, I was born in nineteen eighty nine. Um, yeah, well, yeah, he retired and retired and retired you Taro in your birth. So yeah, 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 obviously, yeah. So even if I, even if I had been following Taro for my entire life, I would never have seen him play. Um, like you said, I'd heard of him, so it makes me think I'm missing somebody really, really obvious. 
Um, Do you want another clue? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take another clue. Okay, he didn't play for many clubs, and nor did his brother, who was uh, a player at the same time. His brother was actually more higher profile. His brother played nearly three hundred times for Inter. I like it. And like him, his brother was, uh, yeah, what a, a kind of definitely a defender of his era, liked to tackle. So he's a defender. Got a brother who played for Inter. Doesn't great. This is going to lose us even more listeners. Just watching my internal, hearing my internal monologue's not great. I watched, I watched a drop off 20 minutes into this part. <laughs> We might have got that when I when I talked about future research that I was going to do. I can I, I can give you some thinking time. We could move on to Lazio. Yeah, give that. me a bit, yeah, give me a little bit of thinking time, and I'll try and um, come All up right. with an answer. Well, this is the Lazio preview brought to you by me because Rob will be sitting there googling uh, <laughs> famous brothers to play in Syria. But anyway, Lazio, Rob. Um, where to start? We've won one of our last nine at home. Two of them. Two draws in the two home matches under Juric. Nil-nil last season, which I remember being early in the season, being pretty forgettable. And then the 1-1 where we played very well in if Immobile scored a customary late penalty. We have won three of the last 11 at home, one of the last nine. Um, Lazio are just above us in the table. Um, They've... I mean, by the return they get to Bayern Munich not for a few weeks, but I, I, they're, I believe they're in the Coppa Italia semi-final against Juventus as well. Um, it's one of those, obviously, there's, I think it might be the only match, it's the only match of the midweek. So if we win, and I hate saying this, we will be seventh in Serie A. We'll be two points behind Roma, who we play on Monday. And if we beat them, potentially be in sixth place for the next recording of Talking Toro. I mean, easily, we could also say if we win our next 14 games, then... We'll... As, I, as I started this pod saying, we're going on that European tour. Um... Uh, it, the, the, obviously, it, these are head-to-head clashes, which I know we talk about six pointers in terms of relegation, six pointers, but you look at Bologna, who um, a couple of weeks ago looked like they were sort of fading out. They've sort of, again, re-energised their season and now potentially looking like Champions League contenders with... Uh, wins against uh, Fiorentina and, and Lazio. So, it, th- if we want this is this is how we make up our points, um, which we've we've potentially dropped in games where there's not been much creativity in it, and, and we've sort of not beaten the teams we should have. This is something which we were doing a lot last season that hasn't really happened uh, this season, where um, we were sort of. And mainly more so the away game, the, the Roma game. But our away form last season was so much better. Our home form, we struggled. It seems to be the opposite this season. And and if we can just get a little bit of a balance, um, I think of the two games, I think the Lazio ones on paper a bit easier, just being at home. Uh, Lazio have um, flattered the season a little bit this season when we played them earlier in the season. Sarri was under a lot of uh, pressure, and I think that's the subsides a little bit. But obviously, yeah, they've had a disappointing result against Bologna. Going to have that one eye, I'm sure, on the, on the Champions League tie, which even though it isn't for a while, um, yeah. This would is, you take four points? Would you take four points? I would. I would. Yeah, I would. I'd snap your hand off for four points. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean Lazio. I think they've got some decisions to make because they don't have the biggest squad. 
I think the Bologna result for us was not great. I'd have preferred Lazio to get a result and look at the game with us as being a bit... Not one they could throw away, but um, I think they're going to be a bit more on it having lost to Bologna. Um, but yeah, they don't have the biggest squad. Um, Immobile is not the player he was. Um, cue a goal from Immobile. I mean, he's still capable of scoring goals, but I do wonder whether they'll rotate stuff. I mean, Felipe Anderson is back there having uh, really not been very good in the Premier League. Uh, they've got Isaacson on the other side, who seems to be emerging as a as a useful player in the first team. I think partly because Zakani's out. Um, but it feels like one of those games to me that if we go quite high intensity from the beginning and make it difficult for Lazio, um, we could get some joy, especially with with the amount of fixtures they have. Um, what would your what your changes be from assuming that? Uh, when Jordan's not miraculously fit, uh, there's no uh, Tameze's back. Um, that was likely to be the only change to the squad from the win over Lecce. I think given the turnaround for the Friday to Thursday, so that's six days, I wouldn't expect there to be many changes in terms of rotation. I think you might, yeah, you maybe whether you're thinking ahead to um, to Roma, I think. You'd probably go for your strongest team. So I think you'd go Vanya. Uh, again, we'll, we'll assume Bongiorno wouldn't be available, but I might have him available for the Roma game. So let's go for Vanya, Gigi, Lovato, uh, Messina, uh, Bellanova. I, I think maybe you do have a little bit more security there. Um, so maybe you'd go Illich and Lanetti uh, with Lazaro on the left, just because there isn't a, another option. I'd stick again with Vlasic um, and then maybe Tony and Duvan um, just because I've got a feeling actually against Roma it might be having Okereke there uh, and his pace on the counter-attack. I say that again, I imagine. Uh, right, I haven't seen much of, of Roma under Durassi. I imagine they're going to be a little bit more progressive than they were in the, under Jose but maybe obviously would be expected to dominate the ball and and more opportunity, and, and Duvan having to play two games in the space of uh, a couple of days will be a struggle. Um, so, yeah, maybe look at, at at that, and then obviously, yeah, with the Roma game, that's where you maybe bring in a couple of changes, maybe a change, Voivoda at left uh, left wing back, and uh, and yeah, Akareke up front instead of Duvan. Yeah, uh, I'd play Voivoda against Lazio. I think he's probably due a run in the team. I don't think he can do any um, I mean, Lazzaro's not been a disaster there, but um, he's just... He's, just very, he's very steady. Um, but like, he has... Mo- I think the frustrating thing with Lazzaro is he shows it in, in like, at, like moments. He looks like he's going to burst clear of a, a fullback. He looks like he's going to create a bit of magic. But for somebody with his quality to have never scored a goal for Toro is is incredible, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would make that change there. I would play Okareke with Zapata. Um I got a feeling Sanabria will it'll be Zapata and Sanabria in Rome. It's whether he also thinks he can get two starts from Zapata over effectively kind of a long weekend. Um don't know, I can I can also see him do some really random like bringing Tameze into the defence for Gigi and, and and I don't know why. Um yeah, I think the key tactical thing was will he stick with Illich and Richie? 
against quite a physical Lazio midfield or will he bring in Tameze or Linetti there? Um, I, I'm i quite certain with my prediction for this one. I think it's going to be quite a good game. I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. Um, I think our defence may, for the first time, our kind of makeshift defence will be tested. Um, but I think we'll have, we'll have a bit of confidence from... Um, from the game over Lecce, I have a feeling that we may it may be one of those where Lazio get a late goal as well. So two two from me. And the Roma game, I I will do my prediction on Twitter. I think it's going to be very influenced by how we the result against we have against Lazio and and yeah injury suspensions as well. Yeah, I think that I think that's a that's a sensible idea. Um, I I've just got a feeling we, we've we've got now a little bit of confidence with Atalanta and Napoli of these games at home in front of big crowds where th- that's something we hadn't previously been able to do in the Europe is beat, beat the bigger sides and um, especially at home. And now I'm, I've just got, I've got a funny feeling we, we might, even though, yeah, the the Bologna result wasn't great from a, from a tourist perspective because it, Means Lazio might be a little bit hungry and, and more in need of a victory. Well, it also means that also means Lazio can't be in great form. You know, yeah. Also, no, yeah. If they lost the game, they could lose another game. So. And, and to be honest, them beating Bayern Munich doesn't really mean anything because everybody beats Bayern Munich nowadays. So um, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm. I've, I think I've taught myself into uh, a Toro victory two one. All right. Yeah, I mean, having said that, Lazio could be quite negative if they want to be so a lot will hinge on on what sorry if sorry thinks a point is a is a good result uh yeah and then a decent run roma uh roma away on monday then uh fiorentina which actually means uh we may have to line up our fiorentina supporting friend as a guest next week so um yeah may have may have may have someone actually knows what they're talking about on the pod next week so stay with us um Rob, Toropedia. Um Yeah, you got an answer? I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't cheat. But I may have accidentally come across the answer. Uh, so I'm not going to declare it. Um, what do you I, mean accidentally came across it? You got pictures of every single player who played for Toro in your wallpaper? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I may have Googled uh, Torino. That's cheating. No, no, no! You haven't you haven't seen what I've googled yet. Okay, and I'm also not declaring that I'm going to say the winner. So I'm not, I'm I'm okay. I'm not declaring. But basically, I, I thought I'd give I'd let fate decide as to whether I could find it out from this clue. So yeah. uh, let me just find my history to find out exactly what I googled. This could be oh, dangerous. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I I googled Torino Panini, um, Torino Panini, nineteen eighty six. Um, and then went to yeah, images just... to see the the Torino Panini squad from 1986 to see whether this player was included. Um, and he was, but I'm not going to declare the answer uh, because firstly, I never heard of his brother, uh, and you also neglected to give me the clue that he was Torino team manager for six years. In my cl- in my time, yeah. because, because how many this, clues do you want? It gives me assistant manager thing before I like back in the nineties, in the mid nineties, wasn't massively helpful. But Wait, him, what do you want me to say? You can take one across the Mersey as well. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> oh my goodness me! But yeah, 
I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't get the answer, so you can reveal it. So we'll play Hangman next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The answer that Rob has not got right. Like, he thinks cheating is. Uh, he thinks he didn't cheat, but well, I, I didn't cheat because like, I easily could have just said, "Oh, it's just come to me now." It's Jack and my fairy. But uh, see, honesty, yeah. honesty. Yeah. Honestly, and just, just, not, just noticed that the time is 1906 exactly so a bit of uh bit of symmetry there in terms of this podcast there you go uh Giacomo ferry is the answer he uh has been coached the torino youth teams three different age groups uh he's been a uh, what's it called vice coach assistant coach uh i think he was coach for a few games at, at end of a season where when someone got sacked um 2003 and then was back in charge of the youth team and has yeah he was uh the very tanned um uh how do you just guy rubber skinned uh a <laughs> team manager for a while uh his brother was maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe picked up that tan in that chair rather than Turin. yeah they well yeah all from all, <laughs> all from somewhere else for injuring maybe a sun lounging places I don't know but um, uh, yeah his brother is Ricardo Ferry who slightly high profile um, part of the Inter team in the 1980s and played in Italia 90 uh, but yeah both were both were very tough defenders and Giacomo's very nickname Joe's nickname Big Jim Big Jim yeah Big Jim uh, so yeah good Toropedia this week Um and yeah, not sure. Not sure we've got enough um, time remaining here. But uh, the the role of the team manager has always been a bit of a mystery to me. Basically, just hard to substitute for. It. Is our current team manager uh, uh, Pelegri's Pelegri's dad. father? Yeah. yeah. So because Moretti was team manager for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. And then, and Luca Castellazzi was as well for him. But yeah, Moretti's moved upstairs. I think I I can know foresee potentially again. <laughs> massively moved off tangent but I think Moretti could uh, succeed Vagnetti and be a sporting director I think that's where he's um, where he's hoping to to sort of progress his career yeah we'll, we'll see uh, it, you'd feel a bit yeah I mean Moretti has a great legacy you wouldn't want it kind of it, <laughs> worse, worse than the yeah. guy who spent 5 million euros on Denver Sec I don't, I don't think that's possible yeah. well yeah well I did notice very quickly that uh Dembeset got one minute for Frosinone. Jan Caramel didn't come off the bench for Montpellier. Not sure when I looked, Mallorca, Radonic uh, hadn't come off the bench. I'm not sure he did come off the bench. Um, who else did we sell? Uh, uh, Zima. Uh, yeah, I had to go as far oh. as checking the, the Czech League just yet. Didn't, but, didn't, uh, didn't check the Czech League. That was your part. That was, that was your job this week. Uh, please do that for next week. Um, yeah, all right. The European Tour. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, back-to-back games against... Ro- I've I got a feeling it's not the first time in recent memory we've played Lazio and Roma back-to-back. Um I feel like this Roman double is um, has happened at least once under Juric. But anyway... I feel like um, it. Did it not happen at the start of the season? I think we might uh, play Roma first and then Lazio, potentially. Oh, yeah, it could be right. Literally, but... That's what you're here for, Rob. You pulled that out of the bag last minute. Well done. Uh, you're, uh, you saved the podcast. All right, we'll be back uh, post-Roman double, pre-Fiorentina, possibly with somebody else next week. Uh, surprise guest. And uh, 
Yeah, enjoy your week. Forza Toro. You too. Forza Toro.